welcome back to the Unplugged. We don't know how to fix the tanks. We just drive them. I'm Crispy Crap. I am Helion. That's Maestro. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Yes, but he's but here he is. So the topic tonight. Helen Maestro. <laughs> the topic tonight is bad, awful, dumb, don't make any sense. Sci-fi ground vehicles. You, you struggled, but you drive, got it out. Things that drive, things that walk, things that are meant to be on the ground in science fiction, but just don't work. It just, just make no damn sense. Yeah, we, 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 we've decided to go with our topic. Um, speaking of which, our sponsor is World of Tanks. <laughs> no, we accept uh, no sponsor. It has nothing to do with no. the fact that no one would ever sponsor oh. this or pay us to do it. It's strictly out of our own strong moral sense of, uh, of you know, what's right. Yeah, Mr. Uh, J should uh, repeat that. vehicles. I subscribe to our totally not a hedge fund Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would it's love totally a hedge fund. A right. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, so. Okay, anyway, uh, back to ground vehicles. Uh, there's God. There's a lot of dumb ones. Uh, um, I will start because no, I've been bitching about it for the past couple weeks since we've just um, did this episode, and I'm making people mad with this. But I think the AT-AT is one of the dumbest ground vehicles out there because so it to is specify, a high condo on legs. So, so Chris, Crispy is postulating that the much beloved AT-AT from Star Wars is like uh, a dumb and stupid bullshit design. Well, it has one thing going for it. And it's also the same thing that is it has against it, which is it's very high. You know, That's as a problem. portable artillery platform, it's good to be high up. But you can also fall down a lot. Well, the problem with it being an artillery is, it, see, if they used it as an artillery platform, yeah, they if they did. took that, that giant, you know, boxy surface body of it, and just covered it in guns, then that would make a lot of sense. But they didn't. They put like two repeating heavy blasters on the front with two slightly smaller ones on the head, and that's it. That is the entire yep. entirety of the armament. So yeah. it is it is a giant boxy walking target with these thin spindly legs with hardly any weapons. Yes, heavily armed, but it's clumsy. And if you think about it, the concept of point defense weapons isn't really a thing in Star Wars. So that's, you know. Considering ships they lost from Kazis. And to be fair with, well, to be fair, from what I understand about the Empire, it's more or less a paper tiger. All right. Mm-hmm. That, that's going to be an entire I, I We will have the Tarkin Rebel Tommy was, but um, yeah, uh, I definitely doctor. that sentiment, especially consider this the AT AT actually was a more practical vehicle for one simple reason it had a fucking turn 360 degrees, even if the driver was the, the gunner was exposed and it had no gun. Like, yes, and it was also lower to the of a target, it was and also it kind of a piece of shit. What? It had at least it had Listen, six legs. Yes, you want your ground vehicles to be a lower. Ground. There's a reason we don't build tanks to be like the size of a building. Yes, they become giant you know? moving targets, very easy to hit. Yeah, and also if if you build them really big, there's they can move that good. Turns out bridges don't like heavy vehicles. Yeah. yeah, the 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 mouse at this point, the mouse would show up, but it's stuck in a ditch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Turns yeah. out, like, uh, turns out that uh, giant, enormous uh, ground vehicles don't do well with things like mud. Yep. You know, yes. That doesn't. This is why anyway. I advocate for spider tanks. More legs, mo better, right? Well, they, yes. they would be able to go over terrain. Oh, the Klondike argument. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Not, not now. This gets into my whole thing in, in Battletech. In like the quad mech should be the preferred 
uh, battle mech design because it is a far more stable no, firing. No, we, we need a quad. We need a quad. <laughs> Give me my Goliath, uh, Piranha Games. God damn it! Oh, also, looking at the concept art of um, the AT-ATs, they're troop transport. But there's far more transport coming over the horizon. There are far more (laughs) methods of getting troops to the battlefield than a giant walking apartment complex. Yeah, it's a piece of shit. Right? It's just, it's the only, there is one thing that the ATAT excels at, and that is psychological warfare. That is it. You see this giant hulking, you know, uh, endo steel. No, what do they call it? Glass steel. Glass steel. No, that's for glass. Uh, oh, Dura uh, steel. There we go. That's the one. Durst. Yeah, it's it basically like reinforced oil. Yeah, there's this giant walking Dura steel dinosaur coming mm-hmm. at you with guns. That's fucking scary. But that's it, because it's it it is underarmed, it is bulky, it is uh, clumsy. Yeah, I mean, you saw you know what, what the rebels were able to do to it with with uh, yeah, a fucking cable, fucking cables, cables. You know, at that point, they might as well just take us to the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, they do move in herds. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, life uh, finds a way. Like that would have made the Battle of Hoth way more interesting if they would have just been over the speakers. <laughs> the the so rebels would be but, so oh, confused. But then, but then, if you if you are one of those who are of the uh, religion that subscribes that the sequels uh, the sequels exist. The First Order doubled down on the ATAT, and oh, they created God. some that were even bigger and bulkier. Uh, let me guess, the uh, Romaine Deflex? No. I can't remember what they All called right. them, but it was like they were walking on their knuckles. Like, they had, like, this weird foot structure. Oh, they I look like no. gorillas. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I just looked, saw that art station. It's terrible. All right. Yeah. Let me let me just tell a story. Um, once upon a time, there was a moron that thought it was a good idea with the concept of taking the M113 armored personnel carrier, which is basically a box, and give it a glider pack that is self-propelled with Hellfire missiles and make it fly because they thought that it was the best armored vehicle ever. Uh, unfortunately for them, we have have something like called a helicopter that exists, which is Far less than making a vehicle that is meant for ground operations, and that is kind of how I view the AT, because it is something practical. And at that point, you're better off just having a yeah. Yeah, they they basically took the uh, the the GAR um, juggernaut, which was a giant tank with like what like eight or ten wheels. Something like that with with yes. independent suspension, like it could just like roll over terrain for the for the Republic. They basically took that, took the wheels off, and strapped four legs to it. I do like the juggernaut, but at the same time, I'm also impractical just because of the size of it. But it would be scary. But it's far it more practical scary. than the ADAT. At least it's got it's, oh, it's got wheels. God, yes, it just you're not going to knock it over. Yeah, you're not you're not going to be able to knock it out with a couple of cables. Well, also, do you want to no. scare the enemy or do you want to kill the enemy? You know. Yeah, that's the thing. It's 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 good to scare the enemy, but if it comes at the price of not being able to kill the enemy, then eh. Well, see, that goes back to the Tarkin doctrine of ruling through fear, Ugh, not necessarily effectiveness. Tarkin's a fucking dipshit. Look what happened. You into a fucking Battle. You know, to be honest, <laughs> I not once, uh, not twice. Like, oh, what was we're getting off? We're getting off topic. Let's just okay. We we agree. Tarkin doctrine. Yeah, we we have a podcast topic. specifically just to that. 
because I would go off. We will eventually record the Star Wars centric podcast as a as a oh, as a companion podcast to the main podcast. We'll get there one day. I promise you. We'll get there I, when we I, get I, there. I'm sorry. I I think watching the sequels might like yeah to, to all of our fifteen or twenty listeners. We will get there. I promise. It's fine. You can so, rename yourself the Crispy Zombie. So much whiskey for that. <laughs> and weed. So I have a brown vehicle that is also terrible, also from the Star Wars universe. Um, it is unexcusable in its awfulness and its dumbness in that somebody would think, let's do this. Let's take this pre-existing platform and shift it, shift it rather, to a ground-based platform. And what I'm talking about oh, oh no. is the tie crawler. I I've heard about this. Need to look it up. So imagine, if you will, dear listeners, a tie fighter, but then take its wings, rotate them 90 degrees so that they're horizontal instead of up and down. They're horizontal, and then make them about you know 10 times wider. And then put a, a tank tread around them. And that's what you get. It's a TIE fighter cockpit with tank treads for wings. It's with all the disadvantages of a TIE fighter. No shields, thin armor, fixed gun emplacement. I was going to say, this doesn't look like it has a turret. No, it does not. It's just the same, you know, no, underslung the- fighter. So... It, it can only shoot exactly what it's pointed at and in that horizontal plane, meaning that if it's a little higher, a little lower, it can't hit you. Okay. And you could take this out with a blaster k- rifle. You know, we had a, like concepts like no. these exist. The, the, the uh, Streetswagen and the Stug. The thing about those two platforms is the Streetswagen has really good gun leveling. And can, you know, for a fixed gun, can point up and down really well by, uh, because of its, um, I'm missing a word here. It can go up and down really well. And the Stuck had a really big gun, basically. The yeah. tie crawler has a medium blaster cannon and a light turbo laser cannon. So it doesn't even have a good armament. This is no, fucking bullshit. Star Wars has an adversity of turrets on its ground vehicles at least practical ones i, I i'm thinking well, here, i can think of a, only a handful of vehicles that actually have turrets in star wars you know the the empire especially was like how can we make this as cheap as possible you know it's like every, it would strip every possible you know little thing out of it we'll make it as big and scary looking but how can we make it as make it cheap and inefficient we just need it to be scary. That's all we need. I'm thinking there's a conspiracy behind this because every every bad system or tank or fighter that the Empire ever had was developed by Sina. Um, so somebody very high up in the Empire must have, you know, fixed some things. Craft. Oh, you're no, saying that uh, someone in the Empire was... Like yeah, someone was getting kickbacks from uh, Senior Fleet Systems? Probably. Oh, yeah, well, that, like that doesn't definitely. sound like a giant government at all. No, 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 no. Unheard of. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't sound that doesn't sound like some bullshit Sith fuckery that has been translated into government. Yeah. Definitely. But not. okay, cuz yeah, but that get, we're getting into Chumbawamba, so let's just stray away from that. Just, mm-hmm. just let just let me Chumbawamba a little bit, please. All, all I'm saying is that torpedoes don't melt exhaust ports. All right. Ah. <laughs> uh, so okay. What? Let me just let me just rant, please. One thing. All right. Go the ahead. Empire was doomed to fail from the start because a Sith was running it. Yeah. Okay. Because Palpatine, because so. with government, you have to have concessions, 
uh, just like say, fuck it. Yeah. Let them, let these people have, you know, their way for this. You have your way for that, you know, checks and balances and things to let just to make sure government works. Palpatine wanted all the power and fuck everybody else. Well, see, that's fine as long as you can maintain all the power, which he did until Vader killed him. Well, well, up until the entire rebel fleet went up and started kicking the shit out of the Empire, and, you know, the Empire was like, yes, we'll destroy our planet with no... We'll destroy a planet for no good reason! What's gonna happen? And everyone, what the fuck? It's See, just that, well, you're getting into the the Star Wars companion podcast. We'll we'll get we'll we'll get to that one. We'll, we'll we will have one. We'll that one. I gotta write this down though. All the things that I'm thinking about right now. Anyway, the tie crawler, yeah. total idiocracy. Made no yeah. sense. Took all of the uh, the problems that a tie fighter had and just magnified them by putting tank treads on it. Completely useless. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I can see that. So, what else? What do we got? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Something outside of Star Wars here. Um, oh, I got well, something. Mm-hmm. What's that? Halo Scarabs. I have to look those up. I've barely uh, played Halo, so I can, I'm not it's, familiar. It's the company, but it's version DAT, but it's got like a particle beam cannon. Hmm. At least, okay, here's the thing about the Scarab. The Scarab was meant as a mining tool. They then said, hey, just strap guns on it. I'm sure that'll work. And it sort of does. But you know how the AT-AT has, like, pressure pads that can soften the wherever it steps and spread the, um, and spread the pressure, its body pressure? All right. The scarab has giant knives that just go dunk, dunk, wherever it steps. So you can imagine if they ever have to drop it out of a hangar, it's just tearing holes on the floor, just going ding, 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 ding. So it's a portable riveting tool. Sort of. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. Portable, uh, portable hole punching tool. Yes, right through the deck and into the vacuum of space. I'm sure it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. We have energy shields. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. That's I'm okay. sure nothing bad will happen. Like it just going through a pipe and busting yeah, through a plasma core. See, that's what I love about Star Trek. Is how, like, if you have a bad hole rupture. They've got these like force field emitters just embedded throughout the entire ship. So you get like a giant hole blown out like an E deck or whatever. They're just burnt. We're just going to create a force field so that nobody else gets sucked out. Like it's real convenient how they can have these things built in everywhere. But at the same time, they also have conduits with plasma in it everywhere. I I think there's a specific ground vehicle in Star Trek we need to talk about it for on this top and it's oh. I would say that's a dumb vehicles on this list and that is whatever the fuck is in Star Trek Insurrection or never the Doom Buggy yes. it was Insurrection, the, the Doom Buggy that for no Doom Buggy yeah, for no apparent reason they just put a Doom Buggy on the Enterprise just cause and it was like, it, like, like they wrote it in just to give them excuse to do a whole dune buggy like adventure with a rear-facing cannon that's completely exposed to space. Oh, the Argo. Yeah, that's it. The Argo. Like this thing made zero sense. If you are in the 24th century, you do not need to design and your Starfleet, why would you design a ground vehicle that required wheels? You could just float. You could hover. That would, you, there was no way you would design this. This was dumb. This was just like a Michael Bay 
you know, let's throw this in so we can have an off-roading like ATV type part that we can just throw into I, this because let's let's you let's know add a little. Part of it is the dumbest part is is that it didn't even have an actual windscreen to it. Like they had to work levels while they were driving it around because it didn't have a windscreen. Right? Why would you not build a windscreen in? Bugs are a universal thing. I cannot refute the windscreen thing, but but um, wouldn't you say that wheels are more foolproof than uh, some sort of hover engine? Yeah. Because you can still push a wheeled vehicle around that has its engine broken, but you can't, like, if your hover thing fails, you're, you're a turret. Well, here's the thing, it's like, I, I, I know you mentioned it before the podcast, but I, I think that Starfleet designing something like the Mako from Mass Effect would be a great idea. I feel like the Mako's a pretty good uh, ground assault vehicle, other than the fact that it seems yeah. to only be able to hold, like, three people. I mean, I, I don't have, actually have any good arguments against the Mako other than that I didn't like the gameplay mechanic in Mass Effect. Um, but a whole other I also can't really see... Yeah, I also really can't see Starfleet designing an actual tank because it's Starfleet. Isn't it? I mean, isn't it? This could get into a whole other podcast where I bitch about how Starfleet is woefully inequipped for the shit they have to face on a regular basis. Oh, but, oh I can see that, yeah. That's what yeah. Section 31 is for. Section 31 should not be should not Section be a thing. Be like Starfleet itself. Yeah, we had that. But anyway. If, there were if we talk about that. if we talk about Section 31, I will go chumbawumba, let me tell you. Oh god. Okay, next vehicle um, then. Starfleet can't uh, have something right. called the uh, called the Mako. Because they already had the Makos back in, during Enterprise, which was like their special. It's like that. That was their like you know their commando yeah, they, team, yeah. like military operation commandos Marines, that for basically. whatever reason don't yeah. exist past that time period. Like you still need ass kickers. You still need do- guys to go in and kick doors down, oh, even in the future. You know that's what I'm saying. Starfleet is not militarily prepared for those kinds of engagements. Which is stupid when you consider all the shit they've had to deal with. It's like, oh no, we're a peaceful organization. Oh no, there's war everywhere. What do we do? Meanwhile, they're facing like the Klingons, the Borg, the Romulans, the Cardassians, the Dominion. I'm not gonna lie, when you said Cardassians, I heard Kardashians. <laughs> I mean, they should just glass them too while they're at it. <laughs> Alright, I've got another bad ground vehicle. Go for it. Now, this is going to go back. Uh, if you are not of a certain generation, you, you may not be familiar with this. Oh, this is going to be good. Oh, boy. So, there was a movie. There, there was a time, children, where a certain Austrian-born actor was the action star in Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> a gentleman known as, uh, known as Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he God did a... He did a certain science fiction movie uh, based on a a book or a novel or a short story. I can't remember at this point because I'm like four beers in um, called Total Recall, which they did a remake eventually, which was not good. Um, In this movie, his character is on Mars and he summons a taxi and this weird thing shows up that looks like. It looks like a minivan uh, had sex with a Yugo. Look up what a Yugo was, and it had a baby, and it was called the. And it and and this thing was piloted by an AI that was represented by what looked like a uh, a an animatronic. Yeah, that was just a torso with a head, no arms, no underbody, and it was called a Johnny Cap, and it was stupid and horrible and awful looking and it just makes no damn sense um like like why do you even and it talks to him like why do you okay we have more or less autonomous vehicles now 
Why do you oh, need it works so well? Why do you need this thing that sits there and talks to you that's like a complete like uncanny valley vibe? Like it's just it's not realistic. It's just like, uh, what is this thing? It is every everything about it is off putting. There is nothing good about this whatsoever. I'm just say this because of the era that it's in, and it's it's a very simple phrase that probably explains most of that movie. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Maybe, I guess, Granted. but it's just not good. I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying that might explain a few things. It's like they started the meeting talking about the scenes of the movie by ripping a fat rail. But that's it's it's still a it's a bad sci-fi vehicle. It's not Allegedly. good. It's, it is, it's ugly. It is from the outside, definitely. Um from the inside, <laughs> if you only look at the inside, it works. Like you could just say about <laughs> driver and passenger separation, but from the outside, it's terrible. From the inside, it, it, it works. And also, yes, 1990 is when that movie came out. That's that's exactly how that how you imagine that vehicle looks like, and, and it does. Yeah. Yes. What do you want to say, Straw? This reminds me of a dumb po post on Tumblr, and also a um, oh. and a um, little article online where it's about how. Tesla self-driving cars keep running over other robots, and all this makes me think of, of like, where are you going, Sonny? Oh, you're to the right? One second, and just drives through a bunch of robots, killing them all, and then just driving back like, oh, sorry, I glitched out there for a second. <laughs> the robot war began, but it wasn't humans versus robots. It was robots committing hate crimes against other robots. Yeah. I just... Yeah, that I'm robot's sorry. just being a regular Uncle Rom. <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. Um, uh, isn't there just something so off-putting about getting to this, like, rolling box and then not just having just, a, like, an AI interface, which would be one thing, but this, this like, very artificial animatronic you know attempt at creating some form of a physical humanoid form but not bothering to give it a lower body or even arms it's just a upper torso and a head that's like trying to interact with you there's something about that that's even more off-putting to me they actually did that again the animatronic. in the 2000 i want to say 18 but probably not film passengers the bartender only had an upper body as well in that movie, See, if that's, you that's, if you remember that movie, that's far too. That's that's way too in Uncanny Valley. That's like it's 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 enough that I know it's they're trying to approximate hu hu human, but they're so different that it just puts me off. There's something about it that it just puts me off. It's it's close but too far at the same time. Yeah, mm. I mean, it's it's interesting to think about. It's probably how. Um, people back then imagined a way to make passengers feel comfortable with a self-driving car. I would say that's a big part of it. And now, nowadays, we have seen advances in CGI. When 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 we watch sci-fi movies nowadays, we get actual lifelike uh, robots on screen, and they look yeah. just like us. And we can't imagine back then. We didn't have those those CGI effects, those 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 graphics. I'm not Absolutely. sure the point I was trying to make. Anyway, it's all right. That happens. So, who else has something in sci-fi they absolutely hate? Um, how the Halo Warthog has a very has a top and gunnery seat that you can easily get sniped from, and if and when eventually the um, warthog does a flip, you're not the gunner isn't just instantly flung across the map. All right, I, I want you to think of something real quick because they didn't have anything like that on a modern Humvee. So I would say that it's just more of like, it, for one thing, the warthog is meant to be a light reconnaissance vehicle. It's not meant to be like a direct action assault vehicle. So isn't you know. so the Humvee isn't as well. So, <laughs> yeah, but the Humvee has a shield. 
And if if humanity is getting glass on a regular occasion like they are in Halo, I can see why they would use something like that as more of an assault vehicle, especially if they're stranded on a ring world. Now, I'm I am not uh intimately familiar with Halo. Um I have played no. <laughs> I have played a little bit and um I think the Warthog as a vehicle makes sense. Um, it does. Just I, I just I don't like the gunner. You probably would want a little bit of armoring around the the main gun, but I don't think that, it, in my humble opinion, I don't think it makes sense as a dumb vehicle, um, in in the setting that you've given it, or that it exists at least. But that's my opinion. Yeah, I um, I would say with the warthog, it's a reconnaissance vehicle. It's not meant to be as armored and protected as you want it to be, unfortunately, because it's meant to more rely on speed, which it is a fast vehicle. And for what the UNSC is in the middle of, you know, it's a matter of something that they can use that's quick, cheap, and fast, you know? It's the Toyota Hilux of vehicles. I have a a question, though, about Halo, just just for for my point. Does... Do people in Halo have laser weapons, like... um, Hit scan yes. weapons basically, so speed uh, isn't no. really speed isn't an, an advantage in that case because you can just point and you know no, no no travel time for the the the, the death ray. Plasma weapons. Yeah, oh, okay. and the only and the only real quote unquote laser weapons, um, is the uh what's the word? The oh, uh the yeah the spawn laser which requires a charge time about five seconds and then a just massive red beam and whatever you point at is dead. Oh, so it's not a very portable weapon. No. Yeah, it's... Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's like bigger than a rocket launcher. Oh, okay. Huge battery, huge... Huge battery, long long charge-up time, and only has like five shots. Well, I but you can mount it on a turret? No, you get to carry it. So if you if you can carry it, you can mount it on it on a turret. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like cool. So my I, I think my my point stands then. <laughs> Speed is uh, not something that protects you in that case. Well, and even then, it still has a time to cook, and there's just... and there's a giant red laser pointer that's coming out of it. Oh, that that doesn't actually matter. You know, you just have to continually point it at the thing you want to melt, and you can have. You know, you can have that done by computer firing system. You know, but anyway, yeah, I mean, science. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. All right, I'm I'm gonna pull another one mm-hmm. from a uh, from a time long past. Um, there was a movie, Young Children, that came out in 1994. Oh, it's Independence uh, Day. It was nope. Oh nope. No, that was later. Independence Day was, I think, it was like 96, 97. I thought um, it was 94. This particular movie starred another foreign action film, uh, uh, or foreign action film star. Uh, this gentleman was known as the Muscles from Brussels, uh, uh, Jean-Claude uh, Van Damme. And this movie was 1994. And it was called Time Cop. About a oh about a cop who uses time travel technology to go back in time and stop people from changing the past. Well, apparently, in the near future, all the cars have no windows, no screens, Why? nothing that can allow you to see outside. Like all the cars, all of them, none of them have windows, none of them have screens. It makes no goddamn sense. They're all just these rolling blocks of solid metal that who knows where the doors are with these tiny little wheels. None of it makes sense. It makes, like, like all the cars of the future, apparently, we don't need windows. Not at all. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Is there a scene in that movie where they show the cars inside? Um, I believe they do, but they don't explain how you can see where you're going. Okay. I, I, my first thought was maybe they are translucent just from one side. Because no. future tech. Mm-mm. 
No, all you can see generally is the faces of whoever's in the car illuminated by what looks what with like lines of light. Oh, so it's so they don't know are you using cameras? Don't know. Probably are you using others? No idea. But no cars, no cars apparently in the future have screens. You you can't see out of them. Everything is just entirely enclosed because nobody apparently needs to know where they're going. My thinking is they they probably wanted you to think that they have uh, you know a monitor in front of the driver's seat and uh, cameras that look outside because that's what they did in the 90s to um, make make you think that you know have have like lights shown on to the actor's face uh, to simulate looking at a, at a screen while showing the actor from the front like looking at his face I can't exp- I, you know I don't see why if you have a car you would eliminate a window why because you're stupid can I punch more holes into the into into, into it because um, if the society is 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 you know in a state where if you drive down a street you will get shot at, then probably that would be a reason no, to not have no, windows. That's not the case. Oh, because okay. the future is great because you've got cops that go back in time and change the past so that the future stays good. Yeah, I'm not I'm sold cop. on that, but yeah. <laughs> but like, I I cannot envision a future where you have a car with no windows. Like even, <laughs> because even if you're even if the car is entirely self-driving, wouldn't you want to see where you're going? Kind of. Wouldn't you want to look at the scenery? Yeah, but be, because yeah, what's the point of not having to drive if you then can't enjoy the scenery, right? Exactly. I don't know. It just the designs of the cars in that show. It, let, let's just put the no windows thing aside. The designs are ridiculous. They're stupid as hell. It's just like they look like somebody took like a regular car and then just took a bunch of Legos and just covered the entire car with Legos. Like there's just random bits and pieces and blocks. It's the the weirdest thing. None of it makes sense to me. Yeah, it's it's called Greebles. It's a it's a it's a thing. Ah uh, yes. Like it how do you make a model look inter- interesting while not adding anything? Just put bits and pieces look on like it. It said futurism. It just looks like dumb. Does. I, I know commenting on a on a picture on a podcast is dumb, but the second one you posted, that looks kind of sleek. I like it. Mm. So, Time but Cop. Anyway, <laughs> go watch Time Cop, nineteen ninety four. It's not a terrible movie, not a good movie, but not a terrible movie. Go watch it. If you meet, long story short, if you meet yourself uh, in the past and you end up touching each other, you'll somehow like form this weird time paradox that makes you both like absorb each other and then disappear from, from the timeline. So don't do Jojo. That. that never happened that's to me. Just, that's just straight acid. Yeah. That the, sounds a bit like man. Jojo Part 7. They ended up turning it into a from ground vehicles. What? How did we get to this from ground vehicles? Uh, he was talking about time cops. He introduced the thing, the thing he wanted to gripe about, and then he talked about how about this one little tidbit about the movie. Yeah, you you can get to JoJo from a lot of different things. Oh yeah, because it's a weird show. JoJo's a weird show. So, all right, any, I've got a few more. Anybody else have any that come to mind? I'm trying uh... to think of some, but you go ahead. All right. So does anybody remember a certain uh, television show with an actor from the 80s? Yes, I know I'm going back a while. uh, Who simply became so infamous that he became known as uh, as the Hoth. I thought you meant you were going with Knight Rider. Yes. We're talking Knight Rider. We are talking Knight Rider, but we're not talking about the... Kind of awesome, but at the same time, stupid hmm. 80s television show, Knight Rider. We're talking about the attempt to remake it and bring it back in the uh, TV television series, Knight Rider 2000, where the uh, Knight Industries uh, 2000, which was a KITT uh, car, was reimagined not as a black Pontiac Trans Am, but was reimagined as this in the as this red, weird prototype 
uh, pseudo Pontiac Trans Am thing that also somehow transformed into a boat. Boat. Was... Yeah, it was this weird future hype red hyper, you know, technological car that could transform into a boat. Okay, one why a boat and. Secondly, that car looks like everything I hate about cars that look like that. That's a, yeah. that's a, that's a terrible yeah, looking like, car. Like everything about it was just like dumb. You know, it was like over, you know, stylized, red. It it's was... too round. It is just too yeah, round. Too round. It's too smooth. Everything about it, nothing about it works. It is dumb. And why a boat? Why a boat? How many times... Yes. Do you need a super action sports car, sports car that turns into a boat? Like, only if you're fighting crime, like, next to a body of water. That's the well, only yeah. time that helps. In Venice, right? I would say. In Venice. In That's Venice. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Louisiana. But, yeah, nothing about this made any sense. And they were trying so hard to make this into, like, a new ongoing series. And it just tanked oh. so hard. This wasn't recently, like this this was still twenty years ago, right? Uh at least. You know what? I'm going to, I am going to actually Google. Cause the car looks what? like what they thought future cars would be, you know, at the end of the millennium. Yeah, like it it was nineteen ninety one. Oh, okay. Thought it was a bit later, but sure. Yeah. So yeah, so it looks like what they thought in the early 90s, late 80s, what a future car would look like. So it's super smooth, it's almost organic looking in the way it's made. Like it looks like it was made out of Play-Doh, right? And the funny thing is now they build cars that look like that. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of do. It's, it's, it's a little bit Tesla-esque, is it not? Mm, yep. Except, you know, they don't, Teslas don't turn into boats. Well, they kind of do if you anyway. No, they will turn they into just a explode. Every car turns into a boat for a split second if you drive it into a lake. Then it's a U-boat. Well, that's just like every ship can be a submarine. Once. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The cool thing is though, Teslas um, look funnier when they get, go into a lake if the battery ruptures. That sounds like a bad time. Yes. But it looks cool. Hmm. Lithium. It's a hell of a drug, man. Yeah. Uh, but a very good song by uh, Nirvana. Mm. Um, so, any other thoughts on ground vehicles? Um, don't neglect turrets because see people that make sci-fi vehicles seem to think they don't need them, which is dumb. I'm really I got one more. Okay. Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping you got more than one because I didn't know I was gonna be here. I didn't prepare, and I'm trying to think of a ground vehicle from any sci-fi series that I've seen or read. I come I've up with nothing, one, and I'm stretching the sci-fi vibe. Um, I asked Crispy before we recorded, and he said that comic book movie counts as sci-fi to an extent. It's again, we're 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 right up against it. But there's a vehicle that has gone through so many iterations that it has a name that is instantly recognizable, even to somebody like my mother would know what we were talking about if we said this vehicle's name. But it has so many different versions, some good, some bad, some amazing, but one particular that is just god awful and what i'm talking about is the batmobile Motherfucker. wow did not see that coming the batmobile from batman and robin is horrific it's one it's a convertible it is an open top design b it is long it is stretched out with this weird back fins that make no sense they serve no purpose this entire vehicle is utterly impractical and dumb. Dumb. Like, yes, does it have a long wheelbase? 
much like the one from the first Batman from 1989? Yes, it does. But at least that vehicle was entirely enclosed. At least that vehicle was like a tank. I can buy that. Was it a little impractical? Yeah, but I can buy it from a practical standpoint. If you're a superhero tearing through the city in your vehicle of justice, why would you have an open top? That makes no sense. Why would you have this giant fin dragging behind you that serves no purpose? Nothing about this looks right. And it's not even cool looking. Kind of was all. back then. Kind of was back no. then. No, I, no, I disagree. I, I, no, I never liked this design. You were, I always was angry about it. You were a bit older than me when I first saw that movie. So... Okay, so I'm the old man shaking his fist at the cloud. I get yeah, that. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. Sorry, can, sorry about that. No one will ever convince me that that was a viable Batmobile. Give me the one from Batman 1989. Give me the one from Batman the Animated Series. Give me the one from the Super Friends cartoon from the mid and early 80s. I can buy that. This... Mm -hmm. This is dumb. There's nothing about this that tells me that if I'm a badass superhero billionaire, that this is the vehicle I choose. I will take the tumbler over this. Mm. I think that one's pretty good. I'll take I'll take the the uh, the sports car badass. Uh, I think they made it out of a, a Pontiac in the Batman. I'll take that over this thing. This thing is awful. But gotta lie, pretty sleek. It looks like it looks like HR Geiger designed a Batman vehicle. Two now it doesn't have enough dicks. <laughs> You're not wrong. I, <laughs> not enough dicks. See, I, here I, you I, go. Have you looked oh, at, an, at an HR Geiger art All book? Right. <laughs> Come All on. Right. Look, got it. Do we have a 30-minute conversation on dicks? Because if we're going to talk about H.R. Geiger, that's what we're going to end up doing. Like, this is a whole other episode. H.R. Yeah. Geiger, you're, you're true. If it's got H.R. Geiger, it either has to have dicks, tentacles, or both. Preferably uh, both, yeah. Definitely needs tentacles. And weird biomechanical like shit. A little too much. Okay, so we've, we've ranted, primarily me, about sci-fi-ish vehicles that we don't like, that don't make sense. What makes a good sci-fi vehicle? What makes a good, you know, what are some examples of some awesome sci-fi vehicles? Hmm. Well, that uh, kind of depends. Um, I would say ones that just feel more practical and more like, ones that just feel more believable. Like, I think the makeup for Mass Effect is a pretty good one, other than the gameplay aspect of it. But... <laughs> Oh yeah, just flying across the sky after you hit a bump. Yeah. Don't worry about it. If uh, if you have thrusters, you need to use them. Um, but I was thinking because what makes a good sci-fi vehicle is very much dependent on when you the the time you think about that. If I if I would think about that twenty years ago. I would arrive at something totally different than if I would think about that right now. So I would say if the vehicle doesn't have any obvious glaring flaws that you notice in the first 20 minutes that you're looking at it, it's probably a good vehicle. Maybe. Yeah, possibly. I, I will Because there's a lot of sci-fi vehicles you can look at and just see that they have got problems. Yeah. <laughs> like If in the first five seconds you go, no, then no. It's not a good vehicle. You know, one of the ones that I love is the uh the personnel carrier from uh aliens you know like this it's 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 thick it's low to the ground it's got these giant like just indestructible wheels and this huge double barrel cannon in the front and a double barreled cannon in the back like to me the cool i believe that like it just looks bad ass and a turret even even moves backwards so it can go yes. underneath like, very low ceilings. Like this is something I believe being indestructible, right? It's like, it, it, and for what it is, for even its size, it's kind of got like a low profile to it, right? But also, this is just the militarized version of a time cop car. No, 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 no. It has <laughs> a window. Oh, it yes. has okay. a window in okay. the front. It has the a window. It has a window. Yes. A very tiny window, but granted. Yeah. 
Do you guys like, know that the um, the APC from Alien is actually just like a plane tug that's just been modified? <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's but modified to be awesome. Oh no, this, I I don't disagree. My my only problem with it is is it doesn't really have good suspension, as we see in the movie where that's what fucking kills it. Is it goes over some rocky ground? I I for a sci-fi vehicle, I think it needs to be more off the ground, which is why I like the Mako because it's it's sort of a similar concept. Granted, it can hold a lot less crew on it, but it also has better weaponry, and it also has better ground clearance, which I think. Mm-hmm. Small things like that, I think, really help believability with a vehicle, you know. Well, that just gets back to the juggernaut. I, th- I like the juggernaut. I just I, I just feel like it needs better turrets on it, you know. Or well, if it even if it even needs turrets, it could have, just have like guided missiles or something. I mean, I mean, if you put guided missiles on something, that means it has a chance of blowing itself up. That's well, a very slim chance, though. Every ammunition can blow up. Or what do you mean? Well, well, if you have guided missiles, wouldn't that be a target to shoot at? Possibly, but that's... I, I, I think the Juggernaut's a little too big for what it is, but I, I, the idea of a wheeled vehicle like that in Star Wars, I think it's pretty fitting. It, it, it needs more weapons. I agree. It, if it had more weapons, small, big, what have you, I think it would be more of an effective vehicle. But from a design standpoint, it makes more sense than than the ATAT. Yeah, because even in lore, the ATAT and this is um, this is far more effective than the ATAT. It has won a war. Two world wars. Oh God! Unlike, hey, all I'm saying is the X-wing is the 1911 of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> Huh. A P fifty one. No, that was just one. Nineteen eleven, two world wars. All right, we're we're getting way off topic. So, any last thoughts on bad sci fi ground vehicles? Uh, I'm good. No, I'm just glad to be here. We're glad to have you, man. I appreciate you uh, jumping in with us. Hey, no worries. So. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I can't believe I taped over the yodeling championships for that. Oh well, head in a waffle house. <laughs>